The Startup to Scale Up Game Plan is brought to you by Alpina Search, Europe's premier talent search firm, dedicated to helping technology startups and scale-ups recruit high-impact executives. Now over to your host, Gary Riemann. Today, I'm delighted to welcome uh, and get to know Faisal Galleria, the CEO at Blipper, the augmented reality venture that has re-emerged like a colorful phoenix under new investment and new leadership. And Faisal's previously held leadership positions at some of the world's most disruptive technology companies, people like Spotify, Kayak, and Skype. So Faisal, a very warm welcome to the show. Thank you very much, and, and thanks for having me. You joined Blipper just a few months before the COVID pandemic took hold. And your strategy has been to innovate your way out of the crisis. And that's a really bold strategy. What inspired you to be so bold during the biggest crisis of our lifetime? When I was thinking about how we would move forward with Blipper, you know, it was clear to me that the, the opportunity was, was massive. This had been a, a unicorn company. It had been pioneer of AR for nearly a decade already and had built tremendous IP technology and was over, over 300, 300 people strong. So really, we were coming from a position of strength. We built real products. We found product market could fit. We had some amazing clients globally, some of the biggest CPG and FMCG companies in the world, some of the, some of the most important automotive companies in, in the world. We'd innovated in, in advertising and marketing. Uh, and deep learning object recognition. There was a deep, deep, both technological capability, but also a commercial capability. And so coming to this, as I did, with the opportunity of focusing our efforts on those parts of the business where we had a real technology advantage, at the same time as you know the plate tectonics around us were moving in our favor, so the launch of 5, 5G, the fact that AR kit and AR core, the tech stacks that Apple and Android have developed for mobile phones has had been downloaded to 4 billion phones. The fact that Google uh, had uh, introduced uh, AR to mo mobile native search and some of the social networks adopting AR meant that I felt hugely positive around focusing on that, which we did really well and where we had a, a technology moat in, in, in AR. Of course, nobody could have predicted COVID. Certainly was not part of my thinking or planning joining Flipper. But what we found is there are many brands and agencies who are looking for a different way of engaging with their end users and users, of, whether it's a product or, or a brand, differently. You know, we can't go out and consume out-of-home out advertising in the same way that we used to only three or four months ago. We're not going into shops and picking up products in the same way as we used to do, and everything's changed. In that change, there have also been a number of, of opportunities, and, and for us, the opportunity of making something appear in front of you that's almost tactile, that's in 3G, you know, or working with out-of-home advertisers to bring that experience home to where people are, you know, people have been spending more time at home and on their mobile phones. So, so that taking that, that uh, 
that advertising need and bringing it to AR has been a real accelerant in, for us over the last few months. You recently created for OnePlus a, a truly revolutionary product launch, their new 5G smartphone, the OnePlus Nord. That was launched entirely via AR and live streamed to half a million users. The world's first ever AR product launch. How did that come about and how did the audience respond? It came about essentially through a number of conversations that we had with OnePlus, and you'll be able to see all of this. It's been documented for a tele-series on Amazon Prime, which is coming out in a, in a few weeks. We were lucky enough that they documented a lot, a lot of their thinking, and of course, you know, they were planning on, on launching their OnePlus Nord phone this summer, and this started four or five months ago, the planning, and they realized that they were going to be launching into the COVID situation, which meant that it's impossible to do a conventional launch in a convention center to 5,000 journalists, and everything had to change. The timetable of the launch wasn't going to change, but the way in which they brought it to market did have to change because of the lockdown, which at that point were obvious it was going to be global. So they, they had previously done, I think back in, 2015, a VR launch, because this is a, a 5G phone, because of the rollout of 5G networks, because of the now ubiquity of the AR tech stack on mobile phones, they decided to think about how they might take some, some of the capabilities around 5G and augmented reality and actually bring it to life, the capability of the OnePlus Nord uh, mobile phone, this great phone. and so. In discussions that we had with them, we started to co-create how this might look, how you go from inviting five or 10,000 journalists to a convention center, and how might that happen in an AR world? And all of a sudden, we started thinking about, well, why just five or 10,000 journalists? Because all of a sudden, we don't have, we're not limited by the size of the auditorium or the convention center. We can invite 50,000 journalists. And then OnePlus said, I'll take your 50,000 and let's let's make it half a million journalists and people. And we started this process of working together to take what was a very normal, you know, very well understood launch. And there have been countless mobile phone launches and doing another one wasn't really exciting. And what really made this really interesting was we could take some of the features and capabilities of the phone you know, the fact that it's a 5G phone, it's, it's got AR built in and some of the opportunity to do things differently. And that's how we ended up planning at, at the world's first live AR product launch. In terms of what that meant is the OnePlus phone uh, or the OnePlus brand is, is very big in a number of markets. I think its biggest markets are China and India. And in the case of India, Amazon India tell us that it, it has become their most successful product launch ever. And because of the experiential and exciting nature of the launch, um, it's also become the biggest selling phone on Amazon in the UK, France, Germany, and and Italy. We've had something like 620,000 downloads and and people experiencing the AR launch live through uh, either an Android or an iOS app. And over 3 million people at this point who've seen the launch live over YouTube. So a huge launch. I think, uh, I think I'm right in saying that 
on the day of launch and the launch was a very unusual AR launch because it lasted 26 minutes. So for a AR experience, it was quite different from anything that's happened before. It was a live AR broadcast for, for 20, 26 minutes. For those 26 minutes, just in India, uh, we represented 1% of all of India's daily internet traffic. So it was huge demand and excitement around this new way of, of doing a product launch, which we're really excited about. And it was a uh, you know, kudos to, to the whole team because it's never been done before. We only had a few months in which to, to figure it all out and make it happen as well. So it's obviously a wonderful campaign for OnePlus. Has Flipper also managed to benefit directly from the campaign in terms of PR or the halo effect of being associated with it? I think the biggest benefits are that we've proven, again, our technology and the fact that you know, we were able to do a 26-minute long live AR launch globally, which was streamed and filmed globally, and it went and it happened flawlessly, proves, number one, the strength of the internal technology network that we have, the quality QA and that the team did, and you know, the advanced AR capability that, that, the, that the team has. But also, I think, for not only was it a feather in the cap for Blipper, but really, we, you know, we, we pushed the boundaries of augmented reality as well. You know, I think in many ways, with what happened last week, AR has graduated from being a, a somewhat cutesy, fun face filter or Pokemon-like character appearing in front of you to having real utility. Now, this has now been seen by millions of, of people who are able to experience a 3D, fully immersive phone launch where the audience were protagonists and able to, to participate in, in the launches in a very different way to being a journalist, one of 5,000 people in an auditorium and being presented to. This new form of launch meant that actually the audience were actually fully involved and engaged to participate in the launch and could walk around it, could, could go up to it, could see the phone and really be part of the narrative as, as opposed to it being a one-directional push. So it's quite different from anything that's happened before. Now, you mentioned when we last spoke that Blipper was ahead of its time. Uh, you're convinced that the time for AR is now. Why are you so adamant that the time has finally come for AR to fulfill its potential? It's a great question, and, uh, you know, and you're not the only one to, to have asked me that question. And, and, and I've had, you know, obviously... You know, you know, before joining and, and since I've had a lot of time to reflect on this. And when I think about my career over the last 20, 20 odd years, I think about what were the kickstarters or what were the, uh, you know, what, what really enabled companies that I've been fortunate to be part of, like Skype and, and Spotify to flourish. You know, I think back, Skype started at a, at a time when broadband started to become widely available and, and really the success of, of Skype goes hand in hand with the mass adoption of, of broadband and you were able to plug your computer into a, into the network and piggyback off that to make voice and video calls. And then subsequently, Spotify really started to flourish on the back of the ubiquity of 3G networks. You have a major step change in, in network and network infrastructure that allowed 
Skype and then Spotify. And then I think 4G has been allowed a number of video streaming companies and not, not least Netflix to grow. So when I think back about what have been the, the, the major facilitators of these companies growing, it's really about the availability of, of bandwidth and networks. Discontinued to is, of course, is, is 5G. And I don't need to tell you that people are, when we talk about 5G, we're talking about 100 times more bandwidth than 4G. And 4G you know, had, a, had 10 times more bandwidth than 3G. So in the space of just 10 years, we've got a 1,000 times more bandwidth than we had previously. And it strikes me as if you know, that's the real the trigger for a different type of internet experience, which whether you're looking at a, a Facebook or, a, or an eBay or a, you know, whatever site you're, you're looking at, it hasn't changed much in, in terms of the way that we interact with it between 3G and, and 4G. But when you have 100 times uh, the bandwidth of, of, of 4G, I think we're in the run-up to a very different type of immersive, experiential type of internet. And I think the, the way that we experience and interact with the internet is going to change. And, and part of that, of course, will be this immersive, augmented reality way of interacting with the world around us facilitated by the amazing bandwidth that, that's coming. Brilliant. So a lot of this is down to, to bandwidth from 5G. That makes sense. Now, in terms of the use cases, are other consumer products companies looking to use your solution for virtual product launches? Presumably, you must have the likes of Tesla and Apple in your sites. We've been very lucky that so many people have, have seen the, the, the OnePlus Nord launch and the excitement around it. And companies, you know, everyone from banking companies who are thinking about how to reimagine their training and development in, in a COVID type situation, through to food and beverage companies, through to some of the, uh, the big FMCG and CPG, CPG companies have been in touch. We'd love to work with, of course, Tesla and, and, and Apple that you've mentioned. But the real opportunity here, is, you know, is, is enormously, it's not only about a product launch, but whether it's training, edu- education, about sports, there are so many use cases for essentially what we do is, is put a, a digital layer between you and the world around you uh, and allow you to interact with the digital image that's in, in front of you. And that, that can be used for many, many different things, not just a product launch. But uh, What are some of the other use cases? I mentioned training and learning. So, you know, you know, we've started to have a number of discussions with large businesses that, that need to continue to provide corporate training to their employees. And, you know, traditionally, people might get on a plane and go to headquarters for, for corporate training, but that can't happen anymore. However, it's not as easy for that to happen anymore. But if you can have that same training locally or in, you know, from the comfort of your, your own home through augmented reality, and all of that video and all of the presentations and all, all of that you know, happening in front of you and around you, that's a great use of augmented reality. We've been talking to companies about, and our, one of our biggest partners is, for example, Pearson, the education company. And education, kids going to school, of course, have become much harder in the last few months. But making school books and, and education much more immersive and entertaining so that 
so that children stay engaged and you know and want to be more involved and and follow you know whatever it is whether it's seeing a chemical equation happening in front of you or seeing animals in the uh, in, in the savanna of Tanzania you can see all of that and and it can be very lifelike very immersive and really make you know, education much more not only entertaining but actually visually engaging as well and that's a great way to build memory and, and to build learning capability. Yeah, that's fascinating. And looking further ahead, what are your aspirations for, for Blipper? What's your vision for the company by, let's say, the summer of 2025? The interesting thing about technology is that people always overestimate the, the impact of, of new technology in, in the short term and underestimate it in the long term. And AR has already been around for, for a little while, and we're starting to see now, after 10 years, some of the real use cases, you know, useful use cases. And, and one, the launch of the OnePlus Nord was, was an example. But at the same time, our ecosystem is moving really, really quickly. And I mentioned earlier, you know, Google has already started to integrate AR into native mobile search. We're expecting a more and more AR spectacle and wearable type products to be made available over the next year or, or, or two years. In some cases, replace the mobile phone as the major medium of interaction with with, with things all things digital. I think what we're going to see over the next three or four years is more and more wearables, more and more more, more, and more spectacles, but increasing usage of AR to to not do you know to go beyond you know the the very simple AR use cases that we've that largely pervade a lot of social media networks but to be really 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 useful and and if you imagine that one plus nord launch and not with a not with a mobile phone you're know, holding a mobile phone up for 26 minutes but actually through through a pair of spectacles it becomes the way that everyone will experience the world and, and how you navigate in a car how you choose products in a, in a supermarket how you play computer games it could even change the way that we watch and consume TV with adverts coming to life and jumping out of the, appearing to jump out of the TV screen and, and, and things happening in your living room. So I think it's very hard to, to predict four or five years out this industry moves at, is now moving at a fast pace. But, but what we can see is that with 5G and AR, we're moving into a, a very different computing era where it's about 3D and experiential internet, which is something that I'm really excited about and, and quite different to the internet that we've all experienced to date. So the future's bright. The future is augmented. That's uh, an awesome vision. Faisal, thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your, your vision of our virtual future. Thank you, Gary. Pleasure uh, to be here. Thank you for, for having me. This episode of the Startup to Scale Up Game Plan was brought to you by Alpina Search. Head over to www.alpinasearch.com for advice on scaling your technology startup and recruiting high impact senior talent.